every sports story that matters. Join for just $1 a month. Don't miss exclusive, in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Subscribe now and save. Get all access to The Athletic's exclusive, in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Get unlimited access to breaking news, in-depth stories, and expert analysis on what's sure to be one of the most enthralling seasons in sports history. And listen, if the Eagles fall out of things by, like, week six, you're going to need to know what's going on in the rest of the NFL. Shil Kapadia is going to have you covered. You know, probably follow Frank fighting Frank Reichs. See what's going on with the Indianapolis Colts. So don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Subscribe now and save. Sign up now to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. And if you go to theathletic.com slash birdswithfriends, as we've been telling you for years, you can receive an all-access subscription, this time for just $1 a month. Sports are back and you won't want to miss breaking stories on your favorite team, so go to theathletic.com slash birdswithfriends, receive an all-access subscription for just $1 a month. We hope to see you there. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese is Philadelphia. Bo Shield and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bo Shield and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on birds with friends. All I know is Zach said he has a game where he'll don't read both 7,000 pages. And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. And, and so the purpose yeah, that's of... That's really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. Hello, everybody. And welcome to a Friday late morning edition of Birds with Friends, the week three preview podcast. Bo Wolf here. Zach Berman there. Marissa Morris there. And Sheil. Everybody's dying to know. How you doing? Where's Catasqua? Catasqua? Have you heard of this town? So, sounds like a sounds like a Canadian place. No, it's in PA. Oh. Catasqua, PA. Whoever mm. calls me from Catasqua, PA, <laughs> every day at 11:37, take a hint. <laughs> I'm not answering. I'm never gonna answer. And move on. Mm. I wonder if it's near uh, Blue Balls. That's a place in PA, right? I think it's Blue Ball, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think it's plural. There's actually yeah, so. a, yeah, I think there's a Blue Ball Avenue uh, nearby, like in Glen Mills. There like, is, like if yeah. you drive, there's yeah. a, is like an overhang on Side the road. Side road, yeah, Blue yeah, Ball yeah. Avenue. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> good place to be. Should we? I think that'll do it for today's pod. Thanks to everyone who joined us. Uh, oh Will, Bo and Zach so will be back Sunday. Yeah, Bo was a disaster before this podcast. He was yawning. He was like, oh, really, man. you know, when you stretch in public, usually you do like a minimized stretch. Bo wasn't having it. I mean, he was all out. He was airing out the the the, the armpits and everything. He so <laughs> no, it wasn't armpits. A, it wasn't like a. Oh, really? I, I thought they were up there. You were reaching for the skies. I don't think so. All right, let's get no, to it. That's right. I don't, I, All right, I don't well, want to be here that long. We've got uh, plenty to get to. We will do our Crow Thine Enemy for a Bengals team that uh, we don't know very well, but has some familiar faces over there. 
We will have mm-hmm. our Al You Know draft. We will uh, maybe potentially have the return of uh, a favorite segment, the Tweet Striker. But before we do that, <laughs> let's get to the news on the street. Bird on the street. Let's bring in the Stone Cold Newsman, Zachy Berm. Fantastic. Best part Great of my job, weekend Marissa. right there. <laughs> Easily. So, so the news this week, going into the game, what you need to monitor is the status of Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is going to be a game day decision. Uh, he's dealing with an oblique injury. The Eagles are are practicing as we speak or any minute now. And when they're out there, Fletcher Cox is going to try to get some work in, has not practiced yet this week. This is going to be a close call, and obviously an important injury, one of the most important players on the team. At practice yesterday, Alshon Jeffrey was out there for the first time since last December. Had his helmet on, was catching passes. Uh, That's a sign of progress, but you're not going to see him on the field Sunday. Doug Peterson said this morning, Alshon is not going to play. Um, So you can't count on Alshon there. Uh, Jalen Rager still... On the 53-man uh, roster, I would imagine goes on IR any time now. He underwent surgery yesterday. This was per his Instagram. He posted the uh, the aftershot of the hand in the cast. So that's going to take some time. The Eagles used that 53rd roster spot that they had opened when they put Isaac Sayamalu on IR. They used that on Trevor Williams. So Trevor Williams now is on the 53. The Eagles have some promotions to make, but... As Bo Wolf alluded to, they they could also uh, put Jalen Rager on IR and then sign someone from the practice squad, and that could be Elijah Riley, who they did not protect. So monitor that in the next 24 hours as well. And then the last thing I will say is that we discussed on the Wednesday podcast about the right guard, left guard situation, that Nate Herbig was playing left guard and that Matt Pryor was playing right guard. And Bo speculated that might be because Jason Peters does not want to be close to Matt Pryor. Uh, that very well might be the case, but that is not the case that Doug Peterson uh, said. Doug Peterson said the reason funny if he did why they, yeah, he said the reason why they made this change was that Matt Pryor is more comfortable on the right side. That is where he started last year. That is where he played. Uh, that doesn't explain why they had him at left tackle for two weeks. Nonetheless, um, he said Nate Herbig has been their guy who they've played in multiple spots. So Nate Herbig is, is more comfortable on the left side than Matt Pryor. Can I just say, you just killed that song. I was going to say, I feel like the music just raised his level. Yeah. Like that was like a sports center hit That was something. a full-on NFL what? Network. Let's go I to mean, Zach Berman. Your hands are going all over the place. The <laughs> I got to be honest with you. The the morning podcasts are so much better for me than the than the, than the night. You can ones. see how that's like, working out for me. Total. I mean, time. I'm ready to end this, this thing. Is, this is my time right here. This is when I'm most productive. So when I'm I'm already ruining uh, or like like worried about the Sunday night game, San Francisco in a few weeks. Uh, next week, uh, that podcast might be what 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Sorry, Marissa. Uh, because these are the Bo Wolf rules, uh, and I am going to be a zombie during that. One. This is my hour right here. If we did the podcast at, at like 6 a.m., I would be bouncing off walls. I mean, I joked last time about uh, NBC Sports like getting a glimpse of this, and 
hiring us uh i mean they might be hiring zach bro. yeah I mean, we're, they, go- they, we're they, done yeah, yeah they, he um, might he might not be here next friday I'm i mean wow the tv chops there that was unbelievable someone's commenting on they said he should be a professional shopper because his clothes fit so well i agree with that <laughs> i mean geez i don't know what's going on here really big football game somewhere. just outsta- outstanding stuff all right well let's talk about the the fletcher cox part of that um because as as shield told us uh, Javon Hargrave, not exactly a great Eagles debut in in week two. Uh, what do you you know? What's your sense of whether we will actually see Fletcher Cox, Zach? It's hard to say, you know, because we haven't seen him at practice yet. So it's 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 hard to say. Uh, I really think this is going to come down to game day, like Doug said. I would go into this for the sake of conversation, assuming that either he's not playing or he's going to be limited if he does play. Uh, so for the sake of conversation, more of an onus on Javon Hargrave to show that he's a $13 million player. Shield? Not, not, you know, do you think he's going to play, but what do you think it means if he doesn't play? Well, I think Malik Jackson has been has been outstanding, and, and Zeburn probably hasn't taken enough whiffs about, you know, it's only two games, but, uh, yeah. you know, I think he's been maybe their best or second best defensive player along with Darius Slay. I mean, he's shown up both weeks. It hasn't been sort of garbanzo beans reps where, you know, he's unblocked or uh, the offensive line screws up an assignment. Like, we've seen him pretty consistently beating opposing offensive linemen. I know ESPN has that uh, stat pass rush win rate, which we've talked about previously, which is just, did you beat, uh, did you produce pressure within two and a half seconds? And Malik Jackson, you know, league-wide, I think, was the best or second-best defensive tackle through the first two games. So I, I do think he's a key player in this game. The Bengals have all kinds of offensive line issues, specifically on the interior. So I feel fine about Malik Jackson. Javon Hargrave, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if the guy's healthy or not. So we'll see. Maybe he was just sort of getting his legs underneath him last year in his first action after being thrown in with no practice, and maybe he'll be really good this week. And, uh, you know, the rant last week will be all for naught. But uh, this is a team that can certainly run the ball, and Joe Mixon is a guy who can who can uh, make people miss and fight through contact and all these different types of things. So not having Fletcher Cox, he, he has been good against the run at least the first two weeks. What are you, what are you cracking up there? Uh, Steve Valos. <laughs> well, a couple things. One, you said he's he should be taking more of a whiff on Malik Jackson. I I was gonna say it was funny. We got a pre a a, a very rare preemptive whiff from <laughs> Zach last night on a text message that we were all three included on uh, before the Jags game. We said just so you guys know, I'm ready to uh, I'm you know I'm ready to take a whiff if Lavisca Chenault has a big game. And he sent us this screenshot of our wide receiver rankings from before the draft. Big game for Lavisca, five catches for 33 yards. But I, I enjoyed the the preemptive which which uh, whiff, which is a new, uh, you know, a, a new development that I hadn't seen before. Look, I'm I'm still taking the whiff on the, on on that one. I mean, did you watch him last night? He looked good. I I, I, I put fine. the quarterback. I put the quarterback. He had that catch in the in the, the first quarter. That was nice play. When, like, that was a really he ripped nice it away from three people. Yeah. yeah. Zeeperm is feeling I, I himself love... this week. What is going to do? What kind of – I don't know what's gotten into Zeeperm this week. It's a uh, – I mean, I feel like his confidence is always at a nice level. But, uh, yeah, uh, I feel a, like it's ticking to another level it's here. It's week. What's happened in the last 24 hours? Yeah, Let's get into that. What's going on? What do we got? No, it's 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 honestly it's the it's the morning pod. I think okay. if I did an assessment of all my podcasts and I ranked them, every, which I could see you every, doing, yeah, you probably yes, have a running list. Yeah. Um, 
the later the podcast, the the worse I do, the worse I speak. I, my my thoughts aren't cogent. Uh, mornings are are when I'm best. Okay. So I, I I love the eleven thirty. But that doesn't explain the that doesn't explain the seven p.m. preemptive whiff on the Visca yeah. show. So uncharacteristic. I'll tell you what, what yeah. that one was. I I was on Twitter and I saw Flex. all these. That's a flex. I saw all these tweets from like writers and analysts being like, "It's Lavisca Chenault's night." Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw on I was on our real time app, and uh, the fantasy our fantasy analyst said you need to have Lavisca Chenault in your lineup. So I I was seeing all the Chenault buzz, and I haven't watched the Jags yet this year. Uh, because just because of our our jobs and uh, you know there there hasn't been any reason. You're not going to go out of your way to watch the Jags. Yeah, and, you know they haven't played any of the Eagles opponents yet. So, uh, so I have all I've seen was the stat line. So I was very curious to see that. And I always think that like if I did it after the fact, then it's like oh that's convenient. So you have to do it before the fact. And uh, those draft. But it was it's so like a before. it was a before the fact for after the fact. It was nice. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so no. So I, I went back to read those articles before the draft. And the other, I shared this with with you guys, but I'll say this publicly as as well. In our second wide receiver column, we had, which was like the day three players to look out for. We there was a category speed receivers to watch, and Shield and Bo both picked Quez Watkins, and I picked John Hightower. The Eagles took took both of them there. So well, not their flex. Oh my there's gosh! There's a limited pool of players. No, that's not a flex. Put I was on the secret one. solid today, my friends. <laughs> wow. It, I bring that up as 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 a way of saying it, it was pretty resourceful to go back and read what we said before the draft. Well, if you wanted to know who the Eagles were going to draft, you could have subscribed to the Athletic at theathletic.com yes. slash birds with friends. Get yourself a good deal. The other thing I was laughing at was, uh, you know, the, the Malik Jackson whiff from, from Zach. We're doing this thing on The Athletic uh, where you and Mike Sandoshiel are going to be doing a, an expansion draft, a mock yeah. expansion draft yeah. next week. And so the Eagles, uh, every beat writer has to protect 25 players on the team. And I texted Zach. I had a list of 26 guys. I needed to whack one. Oh. And, and right away he goes, Malik Jackson. <laughs> so there you go. Get rid of Malik Jackson? Yeah. Oh, so he's available? Well, can I explain the, Malik Jackson's well, available. Well, can I explain the rationale for this? He's in the yeah. last year of his contact. Yeah. That's why, yeah. right? I think context. Well, and, no, no, no. I think context was required. This was yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was going into the season. Right. Okay, so as if the expansion draft I think, was yeah, it's, the but it, But it's you. we do use the information we have from the first two weeks. Yeah, right? you can't but erase that from going into the mind. season, yeah. the Eagles have, have three of the top ten paid defensive tackles in the NFL. So if one of them is the oldest – and is coming off a major injury, uh, that would probably be the contract that you want to expose. I'm, I'm fascinated, by the way, to see uh, how this expansion draft goes because like, I thought what the Las Vegas Golden Knights did a few years ago was, was brilliant. They basically um, enticed, like, they, they enticed teams to, to, uh, to, to give them a sweetener to take the players they don't want or not to take the player the team want. I, I explained that incorrectly, but basically they used a lot of strategy. It's like totally different than the way expansion drafts were 20 years ago, and that's how they built a uh, Stanley Cup team in year one. Well, well, the exercise is because it's. I think it's going to be 90s week, right, uh, on the athletic. Mm-hmm. And so we looked back, and but I was looking at the rules from the actual expansion draft. Garbanzo beans. I mean, teams had to make like six players available 
I, yeah. I, I was like, so at first we were thinking of this exercise. I'm like, we can't do that. This will be the most boring thing anyone reads on the athletic. We'll be drafting guys. Nobody, you know, people who have never heard of, and you can't really feel the team. Obviously in that situation, the Panthers and the Jaguars are getting the top two picks in the draft, but we're just doing this as uh, you know, as an exercise. And you're so, only allowed to take what, like two players from, from no more than two players from a, a single team. I don't know if we've decided that yet. Okay. I, I was kind of saying we shouldn't do that because if, if you're taking a bunch of guys from one team that, you know, for the purpose of this exercise, maybe that'll tell us that that has a very, it's a deep team. I don't think that's going to be that much of an issue. I mean, every team's basically all their starters are being protected. So you're really that's drafting what I a did. bunch of backups. Oh, I mean, okay. well, the Eagles, there's some contracts they'd like right. to get out yes. from under. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, well then that's where we have to decide. Do we want to take on crappy contracts? I mean, yeah, if you want, like if you want Brandon Brooks, good. you can take Brandon Brooks. Oh, you did a pretty, wow. didn't protect well, Brandon Brooks. If, if Mike Sando wants Alshon on his team, you yeah. can have Alshon. Okay. Jason okay. Peters, you can have, uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside, you can have, Okay. And then the other rule that you guys had was only one quarterback, so that puts the Eagles in a bind. You might you might want Jalen Hurts. Some interesting uh, quarterback decisions made by so our beat writers are deciding who to protect, and uh, your boy Kirk Cousins, I think, is going to be available. Mm. Uh, Jalen Hurts will be available. Uh, Jordan Love will be available. So I think that will mm-hmm. make it fun. So look for that next week on the Athletic. Uh, all right. Anything else on the the news front we should discuss? Uh, anything else we heard from Doug this morning that's important? No, those were the big topics from from Doug, and I imagine we'll, we'll intersperse other comments. Do you think Matt Pryor over under uh, one and a half weeks of Matt Pryor as the starting right guard? Do you think he's under. the starting right guard next week as well? No. <laughs> Who do you think is uh, Driscoll or Brown? Okay. I mean, I, I agree with that. So why don't you think that's the case this week? Good question. Okay. Good question. Yeah. I, I think maybe not enough practice time there. Well, I mean, I, th- know, I in, also thought Herbig was going to lose the job. So, you know, look, in, I'm not the in, one to trust. In, in Driscoll's case, you know, they've, they've had to keep him as like Lane Johnson insurance uh, before Lane Johnson played. So he had been playing right tackle. Uh, so they might want Driscoll to have more time there. And, and Jamon Brown's in his second week with the team. If you want to get really into the weeds of uh, roster machination, uh, I, I'm expecting Luke Jeriga to be called up for this game because I don't think the Eagles want to rely on only Herbig as the backup center uh, without Sayamalu. Okay, and yeah, I don't want to get into that, that deep yeah. roster of machinations. I assumed not. That was more to Zach. <laughs> and Marissa. Marissa likes backup O-line talk. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, let's get into Crowline Enemy. This uh, this Cincinnati Bengals team, 0-2, they've got a, an exciting young quarterback, but uh, not much else going on. And a team that, you know, we don't see very often, once every four years. So, Shio, why don't we start with the uh, the Bengals offense, Zach Taylor, Press's brother, Joe Burrow, and their, uh, you know, a, a week after Sean McVay pants the Eagles defense, here comes a, a guy who coached under McVay, and they've got that, that heavy 11 personnel. Yeah, I mean, that is obviously a key point here, right? Zach Zach Taylor coached with Sean McVay. He watched that film last week, and so it would stand to reason that he would try to copy a lot of the things or play off the wrinkles that Sean McVay used last week that had this uh, Eagles defense completely flummoxed. So that that is a key big storyline to uh, to keep an eye on. Both going Zach in- the other day and you pulling out flummox, which I haven't heard in a while. Great word. Okay. Uh, it- 
if I can just add something in real quick while we're on this topic, uh, not the flummox topic. Oh. The, uh, Zach, Zach Taylor was specifically asked this question in the conference call yesterday. And, of course, he's not going to say, yeah, we're taking Sean McVay's game plan and we're doing that. But uh, he, he made a point of saying, like, the personnel that the Rams have is a lot – it's it's a lot more experienced mm. in that scheme than mm. his personnel is. So he Throw said – Throwing his front a lot of those guys, the bus. Wow. A, a lot of those guys he came in with in 2017, and they're still there. Uh, so so that was the point he made. Uh, but, but certainly – no, he'll look at what Sean McVay did. Well, it is a fair point. It's not like they just run a blueprint of the Rams offense. I mean, Zach Taylor has coached in different schemes, and so he's trying to uh, – you know, create this new offense in Cincinnati. They've taken LSU concepts. They're in uh, empty a lot of times with Joe Burrow, five out in, in the routes and just get the ball out of your hands and make up for offensive line deficiencies. So they're still trying to figure out how to put this all together. But the point of whether it's some of the misdirection, whether it's some of the uh, naked bootlegs, whether it's the end arounds, the jet sweeps, I mean, certainly I think you would see some of those because the Eagles did not adjust to those throughout the entire course of the game. And I, I've said this going back to like, like two years ago, that if I were an opposing offensive coordinator, the first series, I'm doing something to slow down the Eagles' defensive ends, whether it's a, a bootleg, a, a jet sweep, a zone read where the quarterback keeps it because we've seen Brandon Graham and these other defensive ends, they love crashing from the backside and, and really getting those tackles for loss against the run game. So that's something to keep an eye on uh, early. The issue with this Bengals offense is the offensive line. You know, they made moves to try to upgrade it in the offseason, specifically, they get Jonah Williams, who was a first-round pick in 2019. He missed all of his rookie season. He's back. He's got left, short arms, too. At left tackle. For all my short arms fans. Okay. Uh, so it hasn't been great. I mean, if you watch that Thursday night game in week two, Joe Burrow was certainly taking a lot of hits. But he did drop back uh, over 60 times. So when you drop back that many times, you are... Going to take some hits in uh, in pass block win rate. They rank 21st, so they haven't been like a complete disaster so far through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, their run game, their run blocking has been terrible. So Joe Mixon really hasn't had a shot. This goes back to uh, last year. If you watch the Bengals, it was the same thing. I mean, I don't know that there's a running back who faces defenders behind the line of scrimmage more than Joe Mixon does, but, uh, man, he really can make the first person miss. He can break tackles. Uh, he's People love Joe Mixon. Well, I think he's really good. I think if you watch him, okay. uh, he's he's a really good player in a terrible he situation. Really like if you put him with a mediocre run blocking uh, team, I think he would be putting up uh, really big numbers. Two years ago, he did put up really big numbers. So that's the run game. In the passing game, they've got like good receivers on paper. A.J. Green. Uh, Tyler Boyd, they're they're deep at wide receiver. They've got this guy Mike Thomas. They've got Alden Tate. They've got John Ross. So they've got five different. What You're are you throwing up at? <laughs> because Zach wants you to name his boy, T Higgins. Oh, T Higgins. Oh, T yes. Higgins. Yeah, he's on the team too. Five uh, targets this week, right? So I, Zach well, yeah. said. Zach said if T Higgins makes a big catch, he's going to be cheering in the press box. <laughs> no, I, I, that, that was off the record. That was off the record. Okay, both that I. There is no cheering in the press yeah. box ever. So no, that was it. Was a figure of speech that was. I even like record. Alex Erickson. Okay, I was thinking the Eagles should be like keeping one or two of these guys after the game. I mean, throw a conditional yeah. seventh and say, I mean, out in Tate wasn't even 
active for them last yeah. week. The guy had over 500 receiving yards last year. Here's I mean, what he you would, do. He would be a starter for the Eagles. Here's what you do. You sign Cordy Glenn before the game, get okay. him to walk over to the Bengals sideline, uh, you know, sort of take everybody's attention away. Zach Taylor is worried about what's going to happen. And then somebody else comes behind and grabs out and Tate and just brings him back into the Eagles locker room. Then do you have press Taylor dress up as the Bengals head coach call plays for them. Zach comes mm. over He's the Eagles pass game coordinator. I mean, I don't really know what that would lead to, but it goes back to your point about them looking very similar. Oh, yeah, maybe you do. Maybe that's what you do. After the game, you have Press Taylor, you know, dressed in in, uh, regular clothes, not his game day outfit, Mm. walk over to the Bengals locker room and say, and just, you know, pull Tyler Boyd aside and say, yeah. hey, listen, I need to uh, talk tough to you. news. We just traded you to, oh, okay. uh, to the Eagles. So right. uh, you're going to have to go in over here. Yeah. I, they, yeah. they speak similarly. Yeah. Uh, Zach is taller than Press. Okay. Yeah, but, but right. I mean, if a, if a player is, is tall to begin with, is he really going to notice how shorter the guy is? Hmm. Speak for yourself there. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach Taylor, he, he, he played down the Taylor Bowl here. So, uh, which, look, I understand there's like a coach speak part of this. You know, it's just another game. Their father has a trophy in their house for their games that they coached against each other. Right? <laughs> so it's like, you know, like clearly, yeah, you know, and, uh, if, if, if you're doing anything against your brother, you want to beat him. Uh, that would be, like, I think that's the response to go with. Of course, this is a big game. You know, if, if I was playing checkers against my brother, I, w- I would want to beat him. So that's which one? Like that's that's the quote. You know, not the you know it's it's just another game for uh, both of us, but for our families, it's a big deal. What's the, what's the what's the game. angriest you ever got at a at a competition with one of your uh, seven hundred brothers? <laughs> um, we played a lot of basketball growing up, okay. and uh, they usually ended. Um, yeah, like it was pushing and shoving, or what? sometimes really whoa a little more punches i mean anyone ever throw a punch look we'll we'll (laughs) we'll save that for off the bottom we got we got thousands viewing this to hear about the bourbon bros all right nah yeah no and 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 just which of your brothers would you most want to beat in checkers in checkers that's what you said before checkers yeah yeah, I mean, I use that as a figure of speech. Okay. I, I probably wouldn't play checkers against. <laughs> All right, how about but, horse? Shoots uh, and ladders. You see, I'm not very good at. It, it, I'm, I'm not a good shooter. That's the mm. problem. So really, if, oh, I thought that would be like yeah, the strength of your game. I wish. I, I wish I was okay. a good shooter. Um, but there definitely are, my brother are, Matt. There. Yeah. Okay, he's the best shooter. Um. Or he's yeah. the one that you have. You have the most intense competition. He's with. he's he's the one I would try to beat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. there Zach are five. He's there are five be brothers. About it. Or... <laughs> there are four brothers and a sister. Six kids. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. So the, but so there are five Berman brothers. There are five boys. Five. Boys, Give us yeah. the if you if you guys were playing. All right, we don't need to do this. No, no, this is good. <laughs> starting lineup. The starting lineup for a basketball team. Who's playing what positions based on based on skill sets? Uh. Well, I mean, I would say none of us are tall, so there's no centers. Well, so we're say, like Houston, let's say you're playing. Like let's say you're playing here. a family of equally sized <laughs> opponents. But you're, <laughs> that you're, would not be a fun game you're to go, watch. You're going on skill set. Uh, well, I mean, I think uh, I think three of my brothers uh, 
Uh, Matt Alex and Nick are probably the best basketball players in that group, and then Ooh. Josh and I are the worst basketball players in that Ooh. group. I'd say so. But anyways, we don't need. You're like, gonna, you're gonna be Josh, hearing about dude. it from Josh. Yeah. Oh man! No, there's a there's a Josh, 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 Josh. Jeez. No, he, he has his different sports. <laughs> Let, let's let's focus on let's focus on the game at hand. Okay. We're this getting, is the game at hand. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles get, are zero and two. This is yeah. two zero and two teams. Who's really interested in the football game? Yeah, we we've got uh, some some comments here where someone you know says off the record with the tears coming out, knowing that nothing's off the record. And then the next comment is, when will Zach learn that everything is fodder for the podcast? And <laughs> that, that's a very valid question, uh, I think. All right, what were we talking about? The Bengals. Someone, both, the someone Bengals thinks offense. someone thinks you will have a trophy for uh, when your kids uh, compete <laughs> against each other. So I don't know if, you, if you're like absolutely or if you think that's uh, not the case, but one of our listeners thinks that you will. I don't think so, but that, I like that idea. It's funny. Okay. All right. Um, uh, okay. Anything uh, else on the the Bengals? Well, I mean, we haven't really talked about the Eagles' well, defense, but go, well, go ahead. Well, the one thing is AJ Joe Burrow and AJ Green have not gotten on the same page. I mean, this has been one of the least efficient combinations through the first two weeks. I don't really, I don't have a strong feeling about whether AJ Green is kind of, you know, is just age showing up and he's not the player. He used to be. It, does it just take time? As Doug Peterson reminded us, you need 7,000 reps before a quarterback and a wide receiver can complete a pass. Maybe it's that, but if you look at it through two games, uh, Burrow is 8 for 22 for 80 yards when targeting A.J. Green. So, you know, that that is something to keep in mind. Tyler Boyd, on the other hand, has been fantastic. He's 11 for 13 for 105 yards when targeting Boyd. Boyd will line up in the slot a lot. So, uh, Nikel Roby Colvin, hopefully you get a, a better performance from him than you did last week. Now, we, do we think that Slay is going to follow A.J. Green all over the field? Good question. I would guess not. No? Do you think so? No. I, would I don't guess know. Not. It's it's tough because Although, Boyd is their best receiver, but Boyd is going to be in the slot, so you're not going to do that. Yeah. I, I could say but maybe. You probably, you, you probably don't want Avante Maddox on A.J. Green, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's, I so think maybe he does. Maybe he maybe does he follow does. him. Yeah. Okay. Now Avante and Boyd had had some uh, matchups in practice at Pitt. Mm. They 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 know each other well. So Boyd was what two years it. older or one year older? <clears throat> Maybe two years two older. Years I'm older. not sure. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. Yeah. Boyd was a uh, I like a Boyd. Boyd was a uh, a Fran Duffy favorite. I believe. Yes. So shout out to shout out to the Duff man. Uh, okay. Anything else on the this matchup, this side mm. of the matchup? Do you want it? Oh, this side of the matchup? No. I mean, we'll, we'll get to our Eagle stuff uh, later, but that's the, the Bengals side of it. Okay. Uh, how about this Bengals defense? A defensive coordinator who, uh, if you had asked me, if you had said his name two days <laughs> yes. ago, I would have no idea what he was, who, like, what, why I was supposed yeah. to know who he was. Conspicuous? Is that the word? Is he the most conspicuous coordinator in the NFL? He probably is. When I was doing the nerd guides, I definitely was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Of course, uh, Louis Louis Anarumo. How could I? How could I forget? Hey, uh, took it. it is fun get to a, say. Lou, hey, Louis Anarumo. Hey, uh, stop blitzing so much. What are you doing, Anarumo? So it is fun if you're a Bengals fan and you want to criticize. The like defense. two guys, you know, Lou and his wife uh, <laughs> holding hands on the street. Hey, get a Rumo. Get a Rumo, Anarumo. Not bad, right? So the big, so the big story with him. Kind of bad, yeah. Or. Or, or not with him, Reminds but, but me of with the, that there's role. A, there's a, when Danilo Gallinari played for the Nuggets. There was one time where he hit a three on the uh, on the sideline, and the Nuggets bench they all celebrated into him. They're like, oh. 
Very oh, funny. I love that. Yeah, that Bengals should be adopting that. Yeah. Bunch of Cincinnatians, <laughs> you know? Just doing um, <laughs> so, uh, Zach Taylor took a while to hire his defensive coordinator. Uh, Lou was not hired until, like, late February, if I recall. And this became a big story. Like, what's he doing? You know, you you, you hear all these uh, all these coaches who, who come prepared with, like, all these defensive coordinators they want to hire. And it took uh, it it took weeks. Like he was hired early January, or um, actually he wasn't officially hired till after the Super Bowl that year. But um, he was in conversation for a, a, a while, and then they did not hire the defensive coordinator until late February. Well, there's always the reports or rumors about that franchise not uh, maybe not willing to pay up for mm-hmm. top talent in various spots, and, and certainly that was a question with their coaching staff last year. So uh, I wish I could tell you, Anna Rumo has this, you know, this is exactly what his defense is. It's basically been throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall for over a year, which is not a bad move because their personnel has been bad, but like they don't have big man zone tendencies. They didn't have big uh, blitz tendencies last year. They didn't have big coverage tendencies. Like they were middle of the pack man zone, all these different types of things. Now this year they have blitzed quite a bit through the first uh, two weeks here, but They've been terrible against the run. They were bad against the run uh, on Thursday night. The Browns had a drive in the fourth quarter with the game still competitive where they just had six plays and went 75 yards, ran the ball six straight times, and scored a touchdown. Their tackling has been terrible. Uh, Jesse Bates, their safety, I would say, is a player to cer- certainly target uh, in this game. Uh, he, he was He's not, not bad. Good. He's okay. okay. He, he was, yeah, I didn't think he was very good in that game, and I remember watching the uh, – Bengals big plays before doing the nerd guide last year. And he was in the middle of, of quite a few of those, but they signed Von Bell at safety who was with the saints. He's more of a box safety. They signed mm-hmm. Mackenzie Alexander, who is a slot cornerback who was with the Vikings last year. Uh, William, William Jackson at cornerback outside corner, who is, uh, you know, has the talent to be a very good player. And then up front, they signed DJ reader who is like the, I describe him as like the player who opposing offensive coordinators in the games leading up to Bengals games every week. They're always like, you know, this, this DJ reader doesn't get enough credit. This guy mm-hmm. can just absolutely wreck a run game. So he's a run stuffing, uh, run stuffing nose tackle. I think he showed, but something. they haven't stuffed the run yet. They so. haven't. They haven't yeah. because yeah, it takes more than uh one run stuffing <laughs> nose reader. tackle apparently to, <laughs> yeah. to become good against the run. So not, not the most talented group. Yeah. I mean, the Browns, uh, ran all over them last last Thursday night so you would expect that especially given no Jalen Rager uh, there's a good chance the Eagles are going to try to lean on Miles Sanders in this game see if that or works. do they say that's what the, that's what Anna Rumo's expecting mm, you got a zig when they zag you got a yeah. zig when Anna Rumo zags that's mm. how you beat the Bengals mm. Anna Rumo's expecting uh, you know a nice uh, a nice hoagie with uh, Mortadelle and Brajut but instead you're going to give him the meatball sub mm. Pasta Fisio <laughs> visit there before this game. Zach, Zach just shaking his head. A pasta for Jules. Yeah. Isn't that I just want to say I'm I'm not getting involved in this uh in, in this bit. I am staying. Marissa, let the record state I am staying as far away from possible as this bit. Uh, as this bit. Marissa is giving us our Italian uh, roots here. This is good. So is that. That's like my family talking. So yeah, you should be. I don't know what bit you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, Well, uh, you know, everybody loves uh, the tweet striker, and uh, we can get into that now. And the uh, the randomization pulled up our boy Joey Burrow, 
And, uh, you know, this this Bengals team, got to say, a lot of likable people in this organization. You've got former Eagle great Colt Anderson, who we all love as the what does assistant, he do for them? assistant special teams coordinator. Oh, you know? okay. Uh, which explains why they were good on special teams. You know, you've got uh, James Casey, mm-hmm. my guy. First one in the building. What do you mean? What does that mean? Like James Casey was was famous during his time with the Eagles for for getting there so early. Uh, like he was one of those five forty five guys mm-hmm. in the building, and it it, it became a uh, a thing whenever someone spoke about James Casey, they would always be like, you know, first one in, such a hard worker, first, uh, yeah, yeah, first one in. So that was uh, that's how I always think of James Casey. He's their that coach. and and James Casey also he got hurt. In the Saturday practice before a game against Tampa Bay one time, and this was early in in Chip Kelly's time as coach. And Chip Kelly for the next uh, you know two and a half years or so always used that game that that one time for why he will not like talk about a a, a player's injury status. It, it could be a Friday or a Thursday, whatever it is, and he, and he's like, well, I don't want to say this guy's going to play. You saw what happened with James Casey against Tampa Bay that time. And it became like it, it was it was aggravating because all all you want to know is like is this guy out or is this guy playing? Uh, I would say when I think of James Casey, I think uh, absolutely yoked that guy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he, he was getting in like three extra pumps before anyone was in the building. I'm sure he was just in the weight room that entire time. And then like I would say, not he, quite not, Victor Abiyamiri level, but pretty close. Yeah, I would say 99% of the time I asked him a question, just like thoroughly confused at what I was asking. <laughs> that might have been a bad job out of me, but uh, there was always like a need to, re- you know, explain it further or repeat myself or clarify. So uh, those are my very James, nice. Guy. Those are my James. Yeah, very nice guy. Those are my James yeah. Casey memories. One other former Eagles coach on their coaching staff. Zach, can you name him? I can't, Well, there's a few Eagles connections there, but a uh, oh, former Eagles Lex. coach. Yes. Um, Jordan Kovacs is on that staff. And Jordan Kovacs uh, is famous for I, – I guarantee you Shield once wrote Jordan Kovacs. I guarantee because, you I did not. Yes, because uh, in the 2014 season when Chip Kelly was mic'd up against the Giants, and he tur- this was a Sunday night game, and he turns to a player on the practice squad. That's right. And he says, he says culture beats scheme. Okay? I guarantee you that was, that was a, a, a Birds 24-7 write-up. And the person he said it to was Jordan Kovacs. Mm. You are sick. You really you have are problems. Sick. I mean, what is wrong with you? I know. I recognize the name, and I didn't even remember that he. And okay. even yeah. I didn't remember he was on the Eagles practice squad, which I think is a big yeah. leap. Uh, Bob Bicknell is there. Oh, wide Bobby coach. So there you go. Al Golden. Al Golden is, is their that? linebackers coach. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, Zach is. <laughs> so I just googled my name. And, and he's Jordan right. And he's right. Kelly told practice the COVID game <laughs> that culture will be day. Yep. It could have been. Or wow. I could have Everyone wrote that story. Just said, Everyone you know, wrote that Well, it was 50-50 because it could have not identified, been yeah. T-Mac who wrote it. But All right. Fan it could have been T-Mac, yeah. Said to some jabron. Yeah. yeah. Hakeem Adeniji, I wanted to say. And, of course, former uh, Birds with Friends official prospect, Rennell Wren. Uh, but, uh, Joe, Joe Burrow, I'm going to give you some – uh, these are these are just very wholesome tweets from a young Joe Burrow. Okay. Um, moms make all food taste better. My mom makes cereal better than I do. Okay. I I think that's right. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, that's bro- I think that's right. I'm je- these are these are 2016 just uh, very very wholesome tweets from Joe Burrow. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, Kid Cudi is back. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, how do people not like pineapple on their pizza? Is the real question. Ooh, all right, little. A little bark against this. The first thing I haven't liked about Joe Burrow in the last two years. And then there's also a lot of very funny, like, uh, live tweeting of Cavs games. Uh, Stuff like, you know, I I don't think I've ever seen Iman make a shot in my life. Iman Shumpert. (laughs) Oh, no. Shumpert. And K-Love's so soft with the ball, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I like those. Crushing some calves. There you go. Uh, But what that did, the rabbit hole that did lead me down is uh, there's a tweet of uh, Urban Meyer tweeting, uh, thanks Jim McNamara and Goldman Sachs for the internship with Joe Burrow, Austin Mack, and Sam Hubbard. And there's a picture of a uh, young Joe Burrow in, a, uh, in a, a shirt and tie at his Goldman Sachs interview. And then that led me to the likes of um, Urban Meyer's wife. Okay. Oh, so, really? So, what? How many degrees of separation is this? Two. Uh, Fauci is like a French general in 1940 urging the building of a deeper, stronger Maginot line, even as the Germans sweep around it. He's fixed on a single theory of defense and appears incapable of updating his strategy as new facts emerge. We need a more agile, dynamic thinker. And also, uh, new COVID survival rates. If you are younger than 50, the death rate is 0.02%. Flu estimated death rate is 0.01 to 0.02%. Need to protect the elderly and vulnerable. Data says rest of us walk toward normal. Uh, Fauci fact check. Rand Paul suggested that herd immunity from COVID-19 could be reached at much lower percentage than Dr. Fauci has implied. Dr. Fauci responded by saying, I believe you're alone in that. Fauci is 100% wrong. Here are multiple sources validating Dr. Paul's argument. Slam dunk. And then, I would, and then, of course, I, if Barack Obama can nominate a Supreme Court justice in an election year, says Charlie Kirk, why can't Donald Trump? I was going to say, Zach, go right to the ad read, but I know sometimes the sponsors want to know, like, the lead-in <laughs> to the ad read, so that this that would probably not be ideal here. So maybe I'll make one more point, and then we can yeah. uh, get to those. You know, Zach was giving uh, giving me a hard time for my Joe, and even, you know, Lemur was saying a lot of Joe Burrow love uh, out of you, Shield, after, you know, two games. But here's the deal. It's not two games. So, you know, I was doing some uh, research for another piece, and if you look at it, Flex. the NFL's pretty good about – identifying the top quarterback in the draft. So since 1970, Mm -hmm. 22 quarterbacks have been taken with the top overall selection and 16 of them, uh, this is not the perfect, uh, you know, category to use, but have made a pro bowl. So you would say, you know, some level of, of competence. Uh, Listen, Bo, you can do the research and tell me uh, (laughs) what metric you want to use, but you know, that That means, that means like if Mitch Trubisky Trubisky. was drafted first overall, that would have worked. So, all right. So fine. Let's make it 15 out of 22. It's still, you know, roughly 70% that you're getting a guy with that type of floor. So it's not based off of the two games. It's based on the previous body of work. And then, you know, also the two games. So uh, I stand by my borough off. So Doug Peterson would like Joe Burrow for, for this reason, okay? Well, oh. there's, a, there's a, a lot of reasons to like it. Um, but Joe Burrow's so, – so two years ago, I, I was going to say Joe Burrow's um, junior season, but the transfer. So, so his first year at, at LSU, 
transfers. He was a graduate transfer from Ohio State. The first time he practiced with his new teammates was uh, basically like a few weeks before the season started. Okay, he he did not have what you would consider the full offseason. I don't believe he had spring practice with the team. Uh, and, and so he was obviously much better last year than he was the year before. He was not considered the, the potential number one pick going into last season. And a big part of it, he, he said, was like he didn't know his teammates, didn't know his, his system. So that would be an example of Doug Peterson's, well, he didn't have mm. training camp or, you know, it was a truncated training camp. And then when he had all the work with the team, uh, he was a record-setting quarterback. Of course, this is Carson Wentz's fifth year with the Eagles, so that's not applicable. But anyways, I always think about, I thought when you're talking about how the draft is usually a good predictor, uh, oftentimes you know who the top quarterback is going in to the season. Joe Burrow's the rare example of a guy true. who like, came out of nowhere to become the number one pick. That's true. Uh, on that same topic, Michael C. says, Italian accents could use some work, but you guys didn't have the, the practice time this summer. <laughs> so, uh, that's a good line. That is a good that line. That's right. Uh, why don't we get to those uh, those ad reads? All right, Zach's not paying attention. I, so no, I'll get to no, my... no, I, I am, oh, you I, are. I, I am oh. pulling it up. I'm, pull, I'm pulling it up on my phone right here. Uh, mm, here we phone. go. Okay. okay, flex. It's a flex. I'm pulling up on my phone. Yeah, you got a phone. Uh, anyways, uh, talking about uh, talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo." Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. We're sorry, honey. I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple. It's safe. It's totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, it's simple, and it's discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com birds and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash birds today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash birds. GetRoman.com slash birds. There you go. And, you know, I, I published my picks against the spread column uh, last night. 21 and 11 through two weeks. This isn't going to last long. You know, I don't know if I'm hot. I don't know if the downturn's coming now. But uh, you can make your own decisions based on your own research. And when you do, you want to go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Week two of football is in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There is no better place to get in on all of the action then with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, I use all their lines for all my picks in the column. And to add to the excitement of Week 3, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right. You can place a $1 bet on any team. And if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Don't worry. If football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving you, all you MMA fans, the same great offer to use for this weekend's UFC 253. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. 
making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TOSS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week three, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code TOSS during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Pennsylvania only in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, the big game on Sunday, the Tennessee Titans going up to Minnesota to play the Vikings, looking to go 3-0. and Marissa, are you sweating Ooh, things a little bit yeah, on these 2-0 Titans? Wow. I am, but I mean, they could easily be 0-2. It's killing me. It's killing yeah. me. But we'll see. Couple, a couple of field goal wins. Ryan Tannehill's coming through. I know. I know. I, every every game, I'm like, all right. <laughs> feeling like, okay, I'm good with my pick. And then they somehow Schedule pull gets it a out. little tougher. Schedule gets a little yeah. tougher, it looks like. And and Janu Smith, a great Philly story. Janu Smith. Oh, I didn't even know he was a Philly guy. Oh, he's good. So it's it's a fascinating <laughs> backstory here. I, Zach I, is excited. I mean, it's. Janu, John it's, me. It's sad. Um, oh. But, but, uh, I, I, so I don't want to mess. No, I mean, it's. <laughs> so, Tell the story. I want to okay. hear the story. Yeah. So, um, so back, uh, I don't know the precise year, but, uh, Mayor Street, this is, this is a sad story. I'm okay. just prefacing it. Okay. All right. Uh, Mayor Street had a, had a program, uh, taking abandoned cars off, off the road. And, um, and, and John Smith's father was, uh, was one of the people who was doing this. And there was an accident as, as he, uh, was, was removing one of the cars, you know, as he was towing away one of the cars. Um, I, I don't have these, it's, it's been a few years since I, I worked on this story, but anyways, um, uh, he lost his father and he moved down to Florida, uh, and, uh, and he lived with, I believe an aunt in Florida, maybe, um, I need to look that up too, but uh, but he he still maintained you know so he, he moved when he was young, but he felt very strong about his Philadelphia connections even in Florida, and so I I spent time with him at the Senior Bowl and like we were talking about different landmarks in Philadelphia that you know in his area I say landmarks not landmarks different places in his area that that he considered he still considered himself a Philadelphia at heart. So anyways, there's much more to that story if 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 you Googled. Janu Smith, Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, you would see the complete story, and that's that's a little more detailed. It was leading up to the 2017 NFL draft. Google Janu Smith, Zach Berman. That's the right way to go about it. Yeah, Google's that. Don't Google Shiel Kapadia, Jordan Kovac. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I I also want to point out too. It would have been uh, funny if there were like ten different results on Shiel Kapadia, Jordan Kovacs. <laughs> uh, I don't want people to think I'm rude when I'm looking down at my phone during this on Fridays. <laughs> Uh, the Eagles download, so that's that's the piece that's being edited, and so our editor Pete, is formerly the eight point lead, yes, and my our editor Pete is sending me messages, and so I I'm just I'm responding to those messages, so I'm not pretty thirsty of Pete to do it in the middle of the episode. No, it's my fault for for when I file it. I, I filed it at like nine forty this morning. I feel like we should get Pete on the eleven thirty show, and then you can just hash out the differences <laughs> live yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we get a dedicated screen of him just editing the story. No, he screen shares as he's going through. He's an outstanding editor. And he's so diligent. The thing I was just responding to was Javon Hargrave 
had pectoral and hamstring injuries. Um, and I said he, he, he does not recall specifically when the injury occurred. And Pete was checking if I was referring to the pectoral injury or the hamstring injury. That's a good question. There you yes. go. Uh, some right. love for the uh, another edition of the quarter zip out of, uh, out of Zebram here. Yeah. On the oh, chat, I see. Thank you. So congratulations to you. Appreciate that, though. Okay. And to our commenters. Yes. Uh, let's get to the Owl You Know draft. The four players who, 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 we will be talking about if the Eagles win or lose. Uh, Sheil, why don't you uh, kick us off this All week? All right, normally I, I at least write down who's been taken and all, but you know what? I couldn't find a pen. I looked in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see one. That's and fine. so we're just going to wing it. Uh, all right, if they wing win. Wing it, good pun. Good pun. If they win, I feel uh, I feel like a good one is Miles Sanders. Yeah, it's you know, I think I think he was just sort of getting his uh, what is it? Getting his legs under sea legs. Him? Is that the word? What does yeah, that he, mean? He, sea legs. What does sea legs mean? I think sea legs is like you're on a boat and you haven't been on and and the boats are rocking and you're sort of uh, uh, not you're, you're not stable until you get uh, you've gotten used to the motion of the ocean. Wow. Indians, uh, that's that's. You not like to be near a water, not on a water. Yeah, I, or a stable. You know, we want a stable boat. We don't, you want we don't a barge. Need be, we don't need to be if this boat's a rock and don't come a knocking. We, so, we don't need that kind of boat. On on the Miles Sanders front, little uh, shout out here to Bo. <laughs> Bo asked the question to Doug Peterson today. Miles Sanders said last week that that his conditioning wasn't where it needed to be, mm. and. Uh, Bo asked if Miles Sanders is in in better shape for this game, having played. And Bo, do you want to take it off from there? I mean, he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he said uh, you could sell it a little more, Bo. I, I sell every one of your things. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I like this. Uh, spicy, let's hear more. Let's spicy, hear more. Spicy, he said. He, he he basically said like we underrate how hard it is just to. Like, well, we like didn't have a, didn't have a full you didn't have a full camp. Yeah, and to play a full and to play a full game, you know, he right. was not used as as like you know all the other guys who were coming back from injury, Derek Barnett, Javon Hargrave, they were they were kind of slow played in. I mean, Derek Barnett was under fifty percent of the snaps. Right. Javon Hargrave was almost I think he was twenty five percent of the snaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sanders, Miles Sanders played like was, you know eighty five percent of the snaps. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that that was a big takeaway there. But I think I think that's right. I I do think that. Um, like to get concussion uncle I think I, I do think that the Eagles uh, best chance for success in this game is to is to make it a big Miles Sanders game agreed yeah that's what I said yep that's why I picked him well I know I'm backing <laughs> you up I said you you made the right first overall picks is like Joe Burrow okay all right Zach go ahead you go or want me to go I'll go uh, okay, somebody who we'll be talking about. Uh, for the reason Shield said, I'll go back to it. I will say uh, the Bengals passing attack, good chance that you get Tyler Boyd matched up on Nikhil Roby Coleman a lot after a bad week last week for Nikhil Roby Coleman. Uh, if he has another stinker in this game, this guy who we were, you know, we were we were gassing up to every national reporter that we could that the Eagles got a, uh, a top five corner even though the entire market spoke and said he was not worth that much money for just $2 million, maybe it wasn't such a good deal after all. And uh, maybe we can stop taking such a, so many of these whiffs. And so I think uh, Nikhil Roby Coleman could be uh, under fire against Tyler Boyd. This this national reporter was not uh, going over the moon for a Nikhil Roby Coleman signing. 
Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't say all I mean, national reporters. Maybe, maybe we're talking about your other, you know, national reporter friends whose podcast you go on. Well, if, uh, I will wear the egg on my face. This local reporter <laughs> was uh, was saying this was a good signing, and it and so it was far, a fine. It was signing. a fine was, signing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it was a bad signing, but to you know, no, the, I was, like the, I was... the, the bragging, the nonstop bragging about mm. we got this guy who's a top five nickel corner. Like, let's wait and well, see. I, I, I think I, I think what I wrote in one of the practice observations was was that he gives them their best option there since Patrick Robinson, and uh, it hasn't. Had, I mean, Craven LeBlanc, LeBlanc is pretty good; he's fine. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Which, by the way, I thought last week if, if you're gonna play, you, you know, uh, Dime. your boy Mike Mike Epps. Yeah. I know Marcus oh. Epps. If you're gonna play him as your six DB, I mean, I would have much rather seen a Craven LeBlanc totally out there. Agree. I think Craven would too. He had some yeah. tweets uh, to right. that topic. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Keep him coming, Craven. Okay. Yeah. I'm All right. You. So I am up. Yeah. Uh, if if the Eagles lose on offense, I'm going to use my Carson Wentz card right now. Right. Like oh. I, I don't know why. Okay. It's, it's yeah, week three. I mean, it's, I, I, it's week three. Season could be over if they lose this game. You might yeah. as well use it. I I get it twice this season. Yeah. Um. The the outrage is already there. Uh. I mean nationally. He's he's getting destroyed for his mechanics, for the way he wears his hat. Oh, I should have worn a. I meant to wear a backwards hat for this podcast. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah. I was going to wear my athletic I, I black backwards yeah. hat. Yeah. Uh, Screw it up. Uh, <laughs> so I just I'm rocking the you uh, Darvish Nippon Ham Fighters jersey. Well, should we give that thirty seconds? Oh, sure. Or, or, no, and you, uh, you want to give like. Oh, the the hat or my Bowman or my jersey? his jersey. Bowman oh, no. his jersey. Yeah. He got excited. Zach yeah. meant the hat thing, yeah. which no, no, we don't. No, no, yeah, yeah. Not thirty seconds. seconds. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's fairly got it obvious. To- I got in the Tokyo Dome uh, when I went to visit Rachel, uh-huh. who was uh, you know living in Japan for a year, teaching English. That's when I got this Nippon Ham Fighters U Darvish jersey. We saw a game. Great experience. You got any other uh, leftover gear from that that you could give to me? A hat or anything? No. This was this was a uh, you know pricey enough at the time. Oh, okay. Flex you know, as huh? a, w- working as a as, as an Eagles intern. Oh, at the time, but now I'm both saying, uh, <laughs> "Give me three, well, give I'm me just four, saying, you know, keep them coming." Who the, wants the same one? As the uh, <laughs> price of working for the Eagles as an intern. All right. Uh, yeah, so it's it's fairly obvious why I went Carson Wentz there. Uh, you know, I, and I also I feel did like... get to see you Darvish pitch um, at the Olympics once. So you know, they, there we go. We had a spirited, I thought, Carson Wentz uh, discussion on the previous podcast. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we went over the top on some of the points or, or not. I feel like people were sort of of two minds. Some of them said uh, perfectly reasonable assessment. Others felt like, you know, you guys felt differently two games ago and you're changing your opinion after two games, which is also very fair. So, you know, actually, ESP, you know, said this to me during training camp. He said, I can tell, Shield, by the way you talk about Carson Wentz, that you're out on him, even Ooh. though you don't come out a- and say that. And so I've got, you know, Interesting. I've heard this here and there. So uh, I-, I do want to clear, I do want to make it as clear as I can about my stance on uh, Carson Wentz right now. So I-, I think the most likely scenario is that uh, for the most years in the remainder of his career, he's like between the 10th and the 12th best quarterback could there be years which is good there could be years where he's up around five or six there could be years where he's down around 18 or 19 that's i I think if you took the average that's where it would be and so if you look at the landscape of the nfl right now i think it's really interesting with quarterback play because 
like you don't have a lot of teams whose quarterbacks just suck and like their offenses have no chance. So you have, I think, the top guys, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, uh, Russell Wilson. Maybe you could throw a couple other guys in there. And so I feel like you have these three to five guys who you drop them into any mediocre average team in the NFL right now, and that team's going to probably be a Super Bowl contender just by adding that quarterback. I do not think that Carson Wentz is in that category. Could he be in a given year here and there? Yes, I don't think he's consistently going to be uh, in that category right now. So then it comes to, well, if you have a guy in kind of that second tier, which is now a big tier. I mean, it could be like 15 quarterbacks who, if you have a good situation around them, whether it's offensive line, pass catching weapons, coaching, whatever you want to say, those different factors, that they could really be good and put up a great statistical season. And so I think that's the category that he falls into right now. And it's that's a weird category right now because it has so many guys. It has guys who are being paid a lot of money, guys who aren't being paid any money. It has veterans. It has guys Carson Wentz's age in their prime. It has really young guys who, who are coming on. And so uh, that's where I stand with him. And I am troubled by his flaws because I feel like they're flaws where it's tough to see a way of him coming out, you know, correcting them at this point. And that's accuracy. That's fumbling, and that may or may not be durability. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's going to have injury issues the rest of his career. He may not, but it could be an issue, and it's something to look at. So now if, like, the interceptions become an issue or if sacks become an issue or if he loses his confidence uh, or if he loses his aggressiveness, then it, it could take a dip and it could be uh, it could be a bad situation there. So that's where I stand on him. Now, having said that, I still do need to blame the organization we're not saying let's put all our resources into giving this guy a chance to succeed right Preach. now and we'll find out one way or the other. You know, the Bills are an example, right? Josh Allen is in year three. They've absolutely overturned the offensive roster. He's got a top five offensive line. He's got a top five group of pass catchers and his play caller knows his strengths and weaknesses and is going to cater to those. And so by the end of this year, like you're probably going to, you might think Josh Allen still sucks. You might think Josh Allen is really good. But you're going to have a really good feeling about it, I think, one way or another after this season. And so I think where the organization has failed Wentz is that they haven't done this. I mean, I feel like it's going to be 2023, and we're going to be coming on here having a conversation about did they do enough to help him here? Did they do enough to help him here? And you can say, well, if he's a franchise quarterback, should he need all that help? And I'm saying I don't think he is in that Wilson Mahomes Jackson tier where he can just put everyone on his back and the circumstances don't matter. I think he's in that second tier. And so if you're in that next tier, the organization should be pouring their resources into giving you every chance possible to make you succeed. And they haven't done that. And so now you're in this weird spot where you could be having the same conversation year after year. So that is where I am on Carson Wentz. I think you guys are misreading though, because I agree with, with what you said, but I think you're misreading the organization's interpretation to two different events. I think the organization uh, viewed like 2016 going into 2017 as that Josh Allen period. You know, that's when they signed Alshon, they trade for Torrey Smith. But, and, and, and you guys laughed when I said this during the offseason, I think they misread what happened last December. And they interpreted what happened last December to be like what Carson needs right now are young guys for him to, to grow organically with. Oh, that, I didn't. I don't think I laughed at that. Okay. I think that is where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah I go think, ahead. Well, so, I yeah. think I, I laugh at that being uh, a, yes. an appropriate yeah. read, but yes, not that that was their read. But I think like like they looked at last December like, well, you know, he had all these established players there and it wasn't really Carson's team. And then when, when Carson had full control 
or or, or I shouldn't say full control when when these guys like when Carson was bringing them along, that's when they saw who who Carson was. So I think and I I believe they were they were misguided in this, but they viewed it as building organically through the draft, uh, and. And that's why you saw three draft picks. Now they, they they could have used that second round pick on a wide receiver, frankly. But I don't think they wanted to go get that big name veteran. I think they wanted guys who can grow with Carson, and that was potentially a bad idea. Well, and the other thing I will say is that even even when Sheila's talking about like the top tier guys who don't necessarily need it, like let's just go through the teams. All of these teams have gone and gotten guys like Patrick Mahomes. You know, they, they overpay to bring Sammy Watkins back. They've drafted Tyreek Hill. They draft Mecole Hardman in the second round. They draft a running back in round one. They're getting all these guys for him. Uh, Lamar Jackson, they they had drafted Hollywood Brown in the first round. They've drafted more receivers in the middle rounds. They, you know, they draft J.K. Dobbins. They signed Mark Ingram. Like all of well, I I don't I don't think that one is that dissimilar than the Eagles, yeah, the Eagles though. I mean that. they they're cheap, they're building through the draft. The Eagles, you know, sign Rager. They have some other guys. I okay. mean, I would well, say maybe that it makes that's a difference not... that they're good at it. But yeah, they spent a second round pick right. on JJ. That's, like, like that's don't true. disregard yeah. that. Right. You know. Uh, but I mean, j- just keep going through and like this the the guys in who who should be the same tier, right? Like the Cowboys. Obviously, it seems like a yes. luxury for them to to draft C D Lamb, but they go do it in the first round. Uh, really, the only team I can think of who is who has not done it is is the Packers, and at least they already have Devontae Adams. Like, and he's not a and Aaron Rodgers yeah. is not a young quarterback. Like, I, I'm trying to like think of a, any team. The Rams, like they're overpaying to keep Cooper Cup and and Robert Woods for the for the long haul. Um, yeah, but like where I mean I the Seahawks, I guess you. you could say, but uh, like it's it's crazy that that they have not made it enough of an effort to. Uh, to surround Carson Wentz with 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 you see, weapons. but I don't know. I mean, this is where you're wrong. Like they've just had the wrong weapons. So, so 2018, their second round pick is a tight end. 2019, their first round pick is a left tackle. Their second round pick is a running back. Their second round pick is a wide receiver. Okay. 2020, their first round pick is a wide receiver. Now their second round pick is a backup quarterback. But my but my point is, you you look during that period, you're you're talking about. Uh, three second-round picks and a first-round pick, uh, and, and two first-round picks. Three second-round picks and two first-round picks are done literally to support Carson Wentz. Yeah, I get, you are, you're right. I mean, that, that's a fair point. I think the argument could be this last offseason not recognizing that those moves you made had screwed up, you know, were not good moves or that you hadn't done enough and that your quarterback's 28 years old and that you have resources to use on Darius Slay, on Javon Hargrave, and you have options. You're on the fo- you're on the phone with Bill O'Brien knowing that DeAndre Hopkins is available, knowing that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside isn't what you thought he was. Uh, you know, Stephon knowing, Diggs is out there. Mm-hmm. Knowing that the lack of talent at wide receiver hamstrung the entire offense last year. And you choose not to pull the trigger and go in a different direction. So I know people are probably uh, tired of uh, of us harping on that. But but Zach's point is right that they've tried to you know the Browns uh, the the Bills signed John Brown the Eagles signed Deshaun Jackson the yeah. Seahawks signed the Seahawks draft was was DK John Metcalf. Brown Deshaun or was that was that Mike Wallace? Oh, maybe it was Mike. Yeah, I think you're right, Mike Wallace. But so, yeah, so still, I mean, uh, the Seahawks get DK Metcalf, the Eagles get GJ Arthega Whiteside, and so there are all these. Well, they tried and screwed up. Where if you say, man, if they hit on those, but at the same time, we know you're not going to hit on all those. So you have to have other means to account for missing on some draft picks. So I think it's fair to criticize them on both those accounts for not having sort of a plan B, and then for not having any type of edge 
in talent evaluation when your quarterback's entering his prime. All right, I sidetracked us there, but anyway. No problem. Uh, so I I am up here on the on the snake part, and uh, I'm going defense in a loss. We're going to be talking about Javon Hargrave uh, because there was uh, there was so much last week that uh, Hargrave was probably only only really hit on on birds with friends. Like there there weren't that many big stories on Hargrave. Big this, flex, this and week. I like it. No, I mean actually, uh, our our friend Dave Zangaro at NBC Sports <laughs> Philly did a piece on him. Um, so there were, there were some pieces there, but like Hargrave wasn't the big story this past week. And I, th- I think a defense tackle who you spend $13 million a year on, uh, who we did not see the entire summer. That was his first game. His first game would typically be a big story. So here you are, Fletcher Cox. We don't know his, his status. If the Eagles defense struggles, I think there will be a lot of attention to that $13 million defense tackle. All right. Agreed. Fair enough. Um, I will go with uh, defense win, and I will say uh, somebody who we will be talking about. I'm going to go with Derek Barnett, and I think uh, I think Brandon Graham is probably the obvious pick here, uh, just given how uh, under attack Joe Burrow was from the Browns defensive line. But uh, I think Derek Barnett maybe he gets that little that little bump that Doug Peterson talked about playing his second game. Um, and uh, maybe maybe makes a couple big plays. That's really all I got. I'm sometimes troubled by Derek Barnett's like playing personality. Like there was a a play last week where he totally bit on a bootleg, and you know I don't know I, I forget what the play was, but basically it went to his side where he's supposed to have contained. He hustles back, makes the tackle, and then like shoves the shoves the guy <laughs> after the play. Like you just screwed up that play and gave up a ten yard gain, and now you're you're like me. If you get a tackle for loss and want to do that, uh, go ahead. But uh, yeah, I mean they they we like barely talk about Derek Barnett. Uh, I mean I know he's been injured, so I think that is a good one. You definitely need something from him this season. Uh, I will go with another corner on defense if they lose. And uh, Bo said Roby Coleman. I'll go with Avante. You know what? Actually, no, I'm going to go with Jalen Mills. I thought Jalen Mills was up and down last game. He missed the, missed the big tackle coming downhill on the big 40-yard uh, Henderson run. And then there was another play where he got matched up with a tight end, I think it was, on a wheel route. And he got absolutely smoked. But Jared Goff did not throw the ball. I mean, that could have it, it should have been a touchdown. I don't know. I can't remember if Goff was under pressure or just didn't throw the ball. But uh, he got burned there. So, Mills, safety, I mean, that's a position where the misdirection, all these different elements, uh, they'll toy with you uh, a little bit. They're certainly going to run the ball if Joe Mixon is in space and breaks through to that third level and is matched up with Mills and he misses a tackle. That could be a story. So I will go with him uh, if they lose. So who have I said now? Sanders and Mills. I'll give you a second to to think, uh, Shield, because it's time for us to talk about uh, another sponsor of ours. And that is... Magic Spoon, new to the fold. And I got to tell you, you know, we had the uh, we had the cereal draft a few months ago when we talked about the mark of a good cereal is that it's good, fresh, you know, crunchy right into the right into the milk, but also that it holds up well after it's been a little bit soggy. And I tell you what, Magic Spoon, it, it holds up. It still gets that little crunch towards the tail end of your bowl. So um, all due respect to Magic Spoon. We've all gotten our uh, our little, we didn't get the full taste test like the Fulcapadia family, but uh, <laughs> it's been fun, I do have to say. And there are four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It tastes amazing. Honestly, too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, 
gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So go to magicspoon.com birds to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code birds at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Now, I do believe that the happiness guarantee is not like overall life. It's not going to improve <laughs> necessarily your life happiness, but the product that's uh, that's backed by the 100% guarantee. That's magicspoon.com slash birds and use the code birds for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. It could be a life guarantee. I, I think you should have checked on that probably before be, doing yeah. the ad read. I will go with if they lose Jason Peters on offense. Uh, I don't know if this is like a, a cheap one to use or not. I mean, it feels I like we used, can say I, I think one of us uses Peters every <laughs> a lot week, of but weeks, it's fair. But, you know, if the offense struggles, the, the Bengals don't have like a great pass rush, but they've got some veteran pass rushers uh, with a little bit of juice there, um, you know, whether it's uh, – Carl Carlos Lawson. Dunlap. Oh, yeah. They've got uh, Carl Lawson. They've got Sam Hubbard. So yeah. they've got some guys. Second that can, Sam uh, Hubbard reference here. Okay. So you remember the first one? Some go- no. Nah, he, was in the Goldman Sa- he was in the shirt and tie and got Goldman Sachs, oh, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No, I, I wasn't listening to, <laughs> to uh, that part. Uh, so if, if Jason Peters comes out of this giving up a big sack fumble, a couple sacks, something in a key spot, then maybe it's just like, oh, my gosh, what a disaster this has become. Okay. Uh, this is an easy one. Um, and it's Jordan Kovacs. No, I will say, uh, I will say, if the Eagles lose somebody who we will be talking about, it's got to be Matt Pryor for the same reasons uh, we said. I mean, he was not good enough to hold the job after uh, the end of camp. I think there's a good chance that he's not going to be good enough, and he's going to have to lose this this job again. So, uh, you know, if Carson Wentz gets a, you know, there's a Carson Wentz fumble, we'll be talking about Carson Wentz, but we'll also be talking about. You know, why Why did you feel like this guy was not good enough to play in week one, but all of a sudden now he is? So, off to you, Zach. My, uh, okay, so. You've got, uh, uh, you've got both got, winning I got wins, and you know what? Mine is going to be a little theme here. Both oh, wins and losses. Theme-y. It's going to be a shout-out to the 2016 game in Cincinnati. Oh, nice. Okay, uh, Eagles lost that game last time they played, um, and – Two guys in particular came under the crosshairs uh, that that day at Paul Brown Stadium. It was Zach Ertz and it was Rodney McLeod. Uh, both had their their toughness questioned. Uh, Zach Ertz's toughness was questioned that when he failed to block Vontez Perfect as Carson Wentz was running out of bounds. That I wouldn't be blocking Vontez Perfect either. That was fair. a career changing moment for Zach Ertz. Um, he has talked about it in in, in the past. Uh, he 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 kind of vowed for that not that for people not to question him again regarding that, but also on a more personal level for him, um, he he uh, he started to to he was already going toward being very spiritual, but but that really pushed him there because the criticism really affected him, and he saw the way some of his close friends on the team like Trey Burton. Carson Wentz and Jordan Matthews uh, were unaffected by by a lot of kind of the the scrutiny from fans and and by reporters and uh, so he, he was really looking for something to help center him and uh, so so that game was a turning point in his in his career and I think that he's someone we could be talking about if he has a good game this week. 
And then on the other side, Rodney McLeod, Rodney McLeod, his effort was was questioned about uh, a tackle at the goal line. And um, Rodney McLeod is in a position here where uh, the Eagles count on him to be a big player. I don't think he's 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 done nearly enough during these first two weeks. Um, they 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 need him to, for, to help force turnovers. He's going against a rookie quarterback. Joe Burrow is wise beyond his years, but uh, this Eagles defense under Jim Schwartz historically has has really been difficult for rookie quarterbacks. So maybe Rodney McLeod gets an interception uh, or a sack on a blitz, and we're talking about Rodney McLeod after the game. All right. Got some breaking news here in the Wolf House. Sounds like we've got a leaky dishwasher. Hmm. Are you are you Setting the one to fix that? Because because you were handy during this. During I don't know if this is in my skill set. Gotcha. Yeah, I think this it depends is, uh, how leaky. We have a leaky dishwasher. We throw a towel uh, underneath every time we run it. Every you know, time you, you run got it? the whole. Okay. If you got a, I mean, it's a minor leak. Okay. You know, my wife would. Well, this get dishwasher it, has already said, been on the fritz. We've already we've mm-hmm. already put in the home warranty work order. Uh, but now it's and we're, so we're not even running it right now. But it's just now oh. it's just started leaking. So bubble bath for, yeah. for Casey. There you go with with water that's been standing <laughs> in there for a week. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go off the board here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in a long shot. Try to make a big call here for somebody who we'll be talking about if the Eagles win on offense. And uh, I think you know in the passing game, the player who has a chance to be on the field and not really the the focal point of the Bengals defense. You're gonna you're gonna worry about Deshaun Jackson. You worry about Ertz and Goddard. Maybe there's a chance that Mr. Johnny Hightower slips oh. behind the defense for a big play. There was a play last week. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Shield, where the same or play. Zach. Well, you said you, you, didn't, you, said you didn't really? watch the, the All-22. I mean, under the bus. No, I, I, I Jeez. Okay. Well, Zach. <laughs> Shield, don't answer wow. this. There was a play last week where it looked to me that uh, Hightower ran that, that same sort of like 15-yard in cut that he dropped last week or in week one, and he was open, and Wentz didn't pull the trigger this time. So you worry that there's, you know, he could be going down the same path as J.J. Ortega-Whiteside where it's just – uh, you know, Sunday is just a day of conditioning where he runs his routes and doesn't even get targeted. But uh, I think that Hightower has a chance to maybe pop some big ones. And I would rather see him as the other receiver in 12 personnel with Deshaun Jackson as opposed to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, even though Doug Peterson said today they're going to have to lean on J.J. You think I would get funny looks if I just went to a local high school field and just ran routes for my conditioning? No quarterback. Mm. Just boom. Come back. Maybe, maybe I could have Coach Flynn on like a uh, – on like a FaceTime as I yeah. do it, telling me fast vertical stem, stick my foot in the ground. I probably get knocked. I, I feel like my hips are probably pretty tight. You know, the, the loose That was yeah, a big Zach Ertz gonna, thing. He needs to loosen his hips yeah. at Stanford, I remember he was telling me. Well, yeah, but you're not going to get them any looser if you don't do the workouts. There's only one. What workouts? If you you got to run those routes to get them looser. Oh, That's what I'm okay, saying. Right. Okay. Practice makes perfect. All right, why don't you, why don't right. you close this out? Uh, I will go with, uh, I've been guessing him up all, all pot. I'll go with Malik Jackson. Mm. How about this guy has like multiple sacks, a forced fumble, breaks out some like new kind of celebration or dance after it. And it'd be uh, nice to see know, this Eagles team look like they enjoy playing football. Little energy. You know? My gosh, really? What a bore they've been. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, so maybe uh, Malik Jackson can provide that. Okay. Good stuff. That's all. All right, let's get right. to. Uh, well, do, you, do we have any comments that you'd like to uh, make us aware? I of? mean, uh, I don't know. We're like what an hour and seventeen minutes I mean, in. You've here. been the you comment guy in the past. You know, all right, you, fine. you missed all the right. uh, pout pout fish last week. That that was tough. 
Well, let's look here. All right. This is a top five most attractive Eagles podcast, this is called. So I, I like that after someone ripped me for what? It's calling me some Pokemon thing last are, week. Are so, there five Eagles uh, podcasts? Is, <laughs> there was. Is, there, there uh, was. Oh, yeah. I, I, there, was that a slight? Oh, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even read that. Oh, you're there right, are, Zach. There are oh, more my than gosh. Five Eagles podcast, I okay. would say. Right. There was one. There's right, a I'm, comment that always stuck with me from my PhiladelphiaEagles.com days uh, when it was like a video of, of me and uh, Chris McPherson. Uh, they called us, they called me the sarcastic little guy. Mm, I like that. Someone called one of us uh, Millhouse from The Simpsons on our Apple podcast review. Uh, one star, and, you know, I don't know who the guy is who sounds like Millhouse, but he sucks or something like that. Great review. Thank you for taking the time, whoever that was. Uh, Sheil went full brown. I think that Larry was probably a, a preemptive uh, Urban Meyer's wife comment. Maybe. Uh, Brown Larry David, you know, uh, that is the greatest compliment you can give to me. So thank you for that. Uh, Benjamin was actually listening to the last episode, saw this was going live and had to go with the live podcast. Mm. Yeah, you, you've got, got to do that. Dennis is disappointed. I didn't answer his question on the Eagles mailbag. You guys came in with the questions. I mean, 95 questions or something. Wow. So, uh, wow. That's I'll, I'll look, De- Dennis, I'll look for you uh, next week. I don't, I, know if Zach and, I don't know if Zach and I like, could combine to get that many questions. Hmm. You think Tim McManus would or no? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Big platform. <laughs> uh, Bo is already crying, laughing. Great start. Uh, love the B- love the BBC sounder. I need the KYW News radio mm. sound for Zach. We can't oh, just be yeah, stealing that's... stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically all we do. I don't know what, what you're talking about. Uh, Coach Flynn says, have you not played quarterback in the NFL hashtag no layup rule? I roll. So there's a coach who thinks Ooh. there are some layups uh, for – quarterbacks uh, zach people didn't know if you were excited for this pod or not oh yeah well i, uh, I think he asked, made it very clear by the yes. way that he okay. nailed that opening segment that he was okay. very excited that opening segment michael wants to spin off of that but just market advice Ooh. from mm. zach uh, jim kramer uh, you might be watching watch out depends on zach's the day. coming for you depends on the day okay and up and down week Okay. But you're only going to give good advice on good days? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like Chip Kelly used to say, the good calls are my calls, bad calls are Shermer's calls. Mm. Z-Berm's a true journalist. Z-Berm bringing the juice. Oh, Z-Berm you. ready to go, fresh off the bike ride. Z-Berm carries this pod. That, four to run. That's not true. Z-Berm hour. Yeah, that's not true. Five yeah. Z-Berm. No, that's not row. true. That's not true. Fantastic. I'm, I'm the third uh, banana here. But probably I don't know. No, no. You're the, you're the, they're the big banana. Yeah. Let's keep it PG. Uh, Michael says, I don't know. Uh, now, I don't know nothing about this, but he says, I learned not to Google Z-Berm. It gives you, quote, different results than you expect. Uh, uh, Bo, I feel like you'd be most likely able to answer I would this. be. I don't have an answer for this one. <laughs> no, I, I, are we talking I mean, like Overton? Are we talking uh, Kinsey scale? What are we doing here? No, I can uh, tell you from, from when. So there's, We're talking big banana. No, no. Um, <laughs> When my book, Underdogs, The Philadelphia Eagles Emotional Road to Super Bowl Victory, came out. Mm, available uh, anywhere books are sold online. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a different Zach Berman who, um, who has like, uh, written a health book. Um, so clearly, that, I didn't write that. And then there was um, there's like a skier. Uh, so I, I, and, uh, so I, I, I don't know if it's a reference to that, but, uh, but that, that did come up. And um, I tried... I tried uh, getting, um, well, I I got Instagram for this, and I, I tried getting it to match my um, my Twitter handle, but I couldn't get the same. Mm. I couldn't get the same handle because a different right. Zach Berman had it. Battling Z Berm. Yeah. Okay. I don't so, think that uh, this is what the commenter meant, but I will say I just yeah. googled Z Berm, 
And it said, Uh-oh. did you mean sperm? Oh, I thought you meant my name. Oh. I, I thought you meant my name. Oh. Maybe. Okay. Oh, that's what it like, is. Oh. Oh. oh, interesting. Okay. Very well. That, uh, we got a, uh, a press tower coming very soon here. So oh, I, okay. I all right. Finish all right. Let's do yeah, our predictions. Crystal Ball Diggles. Right. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, I, uh, oh, okay. No, yeah. I'm gonna, I was already started. I was already yeah, started. Sure, you phone, go. So I'm going to go. Uh, it's four and a half point spread. I've, I think the Eagles offense is a get right game. I think Miles Sanders will be a monster. I don't think it'll tell us too much about the team but i think they get their first win eagles 28 bengals 23 so you don't have them covering uh no i do it's a, it was at four and a half oh, okay i was picks. going based on yeah. six okay it, it no, went it down came down Start, okay yeah. uh i have the eagles uh winning this game very narrowly 24 23 uh so not covering here close game uh you know the eagles barely need this if if they go 0 and three and i pick them three times to win uh, that looks very bad as a beat writer here. So we'll see what happens. But I don't know how many times these next three games I'll be picking them. I said last week that if the Eagles lost, I would not pick them for the rest of the season. So I am picking the Bengals to win this game on a uh, last-second touchdown from Joe Burrow. Let's call it 28-27. Uh, I do reserve the right to flip-flop if the Eagles activate Elijah Riley to the practice squad this weekend, in which case the Eagles will win 30-27 uh, to on an Elijah Riley special teams touchdown. Okay. All right, there you go. So that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We will get to the uh, Press-Taylor press conference. For Zach, Sheil, and Marissa, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll be back on Sunday with the post-game pod. We'll be back live on YouTube next sun- next Friday, same time. And uh, as always, did you mean sperm? We love you. Birds with Friends.